0: Welcome to the B Squared Podcast.
1: everyone welcome back to the b squared podcast so excited to come back at you today this is kent carpenter alongside
0: what's up y'all it's alex weizen back with another episode of b squared podcast how are we doing today kent
1: absolutely wonderful today definitely overslept my alarm today because my phone died while i was listening to fleetwood mac but you can never complain listening to fleetwood mac so alex dive into our episode today what do we got coming for the people
0: we got an exciting episode today. I'm really hyped for this one. We're going to dive into the great debate. Who is the greatest of all time? The GOAT of Major League Baseball. GOAT. A long discussion we're going to have today, and I'm excited about it, Ken.
1: Got to be a good one, man. I, you know, this is going to be a really uh, in-depth conversation. Uh, there's a lot of baseball players that you could argue for. NAMLB is the oldest major sport in the United States, starting in 1869. 51 years before the start of the NFL and 77 years before the start of the NBA So it's by far the oldest sport. There's just a lot of players and different eras of play in baseball and due to the difficulty of choosing We're gonna select the best players from every major era of baseball and argue from there
0: Yeah, we did a lot of research into this one. We probably went through 300 400 players and their stats Um, There's just a lot to argue Before we get into it, we would just want to go through a little bit of the process that we're going to go through. So each era, we're going to kind of go through the history of the era, uh, explain why the era is what it is, and the time frame. And then we're going to go through our honorable mentions list, which isn't necessarily going to be people who we consider close to the GOAT, but it's going to be like the top players of that time period and who we think should be mentioned, but just who's in the GOAT. And then we'll mention who we think are the greatest players of that era, and then we'll move on. And at the end, we'll kind of come together and we'll decide who the true GOAT is in our opinions. I love it. But before that, I got to get into a little rant. Now, we did put a poll on our B Squared podcast Instagram, and we asked who you guys thought was the greatest of all time in the MLB. And a couple people answered this, and I've heard this out and about just in general you got to stop calling Mike Trout the greatest of all time.
1: Hot take.
0: Very hot take. Obviously, like I just said, the GOAT stands for the greatest of all time. Of all time. And Mike Trout is nowhere even close to that right now. Not even the greatest active player right now. Whoa. I will give it to him. He is the greatest player to start his career post-2010, in my opinion. But... I don't even think he's gonna finish his career as a top ten player. For those of you who think Trout is the good, I just wanna drop some numbers here. Good good old guy, Ichiro Suzuki, the greatest Japanese born player and arguably the greatest international player to play in the MLB. It's a fair argument. Had a total of twenty two hundred and forty-four hits through his first ten seasons of his career. Wow. Trout currently just finished his tenth season, has only thirteen hundred and eighty. Ichiro was batting three thirty-one the first ten years, Trout Hitting 304, which don't get me wrong, still respectable. That's a very good average. Yeah. Ichiro also had 383 stolen bases through his first 10 seasons. Trout's at 201. 1,047 runs scored for Ichiro, 944 for Trout. Granted, Trout does have the power and he has more RBIs, but the RB- RBIs, I believe, are partially attributed to the fact that Trout's been hitting in the 2 through 4 spot for most of the games in his career, yeah. whereas Ichiro's a leadoff hitter. So. He doesn't get as many opportunities to drive and runs. Also, we're going to move to the outfield. Defensively, Trout has 38 outfield assists in his 10-year career so far. Ichiro had 90 in his first 10 years of the season, so that's over double. My point being, Ichiro, in my opinion, so far through his first 10 years of his career, is a better player than Trout is through his first 10 years. And he's not even considered a top 10 player all time. So why are we calling Trout the GOAT? when he's not even close to some all-star numbers.
1: Yeah, no, my, my question for you there is like something I to, well, wanted to bounce off you on this, is Ichiro came into the league at 27 years old, whereas Trout came in in 2011, I believe, at 20 years old or at 21. And so my question is, does longevity have anything to do with it? Like if, if Trout, because Trout's 30 now, and Trout is, um, like imagine Trout's rookie year was like three years ago. Right, and so Ichiro played. I think it was two thousand five and two thousand nineteen or something. Like he played four. Two thousand one through two thousand nineteen. Two thousand one, sorry, yeah, and uh, he played eighteen years in the MLB. If Trout ends up playing close to twenty years, do you think he even gets close to that goat discussion, or do you think that um, he'll, in, in your opinion, will stay out of that top ten? Like, is there a chance that 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 he could change your mind and become? a potential goat candidate like what would he have to do to become a goat candidate in your opinion
0: See here's where here's where I struggle Yeah When you're considering the goat you have to look at their place on the all-time list yes. in certain categories Okay Um so some of the guys we have on the list are top 5 in all-time hits top 5 all-time home runs yes. RBIs yeah. all this stuff Based on Trout's current 10-year career If you were to multiply those numbers by two for a 20-year career, if he plays 20 years, now his contract is up in his 20th season currently. Will he play less? Will he play more than that? We don't know. He gets injured in decent amounts. But you have to look. He's currently at 1,380 hits through 10 years. Yeah. That means if he were to stay on that same path, which he might currently, but he's not going to do that for 10 years, stay on that same path. No, you can't. He's not getting the 3,000 hits. He's... I don't think he's going to get to the 600 home run club. I think he's going to be in the high 500s. I don't think he's going to make it to 600. He's not going to be top in RBIs. He's not going to be top in batting average. He's not even top 100 in batting average. Yeah. It's just like there's no significant stat that puts him at the top of all these players who have been playing yeah. over the last 150 years. Yeah. Granted, his war, based on his war right now, I believe he will make it in the top 10 all time of war. Yeah. Um. He's currently sitting at 77.6, I believe, and to get him in the top 10, he needs to find himself around 140. So, I think he will make top 10 maybe around the 7 or 8 spot for war. Yep. But other than that, I don't think he's making it top 10 in any other offensive stat category.
1: Really? So nothing else will be top 10 and that will just basically disqualify him from the goat consideration right? in my opinion. Yeah. Now, okay.
0: don't don't get me wrong, Mike Trout is an extremely good player. I love watching Mike Trout play. I just can't stand to listen to people call him the goat because he's not even the greatest active player. And like I said, in the last 10 years, yeah, maybe he's one of the he's one of the greats, but overall in the last 20, no, not even close.
1: Right. There's definitely some players where you're like, yeah, they've had a better career, they've had a better career, they've had a better career, so, I mean, I think it really comes down to this, the star power of Mike Trout. He plays in a big market, I mean, obviously, plays in Anaheim, but they're still Los Angeles, Angels, it's a big market, um, and he's their best player by far. And so I think what's happened is because he's won so many MVPs, people have really started to just say, oh, well, he's won, you know, three MVPs or four MVPs at this point and have recency bias. Like, it's, it's kind of similar with um, you know, when Kevin Durant was winning those championships with the Warriors. Oh, Kevin Durant's now the greatest player in the NBA? Well, no. LeBron still is. But there's one guy that's had a really good recent stretch. You forget about these other guys, like we're going to get into soon, um, that have had better careers and better numbers. So, um, yeah, but let's, let's take it back. Let's throw it way back to the dead ball era. Let's start it with that.
0: Let's do it. So the dead ball era was approximately from 1900 to 1919, right before the 1920s. Uh, the dead ball era was the first major era in baseball history and featured some of the greatest players to ever play the game. The reason for the name is because the league uses softer ball, which is why home runs were not very common during this approximate 20-year span. Yeah. So nobody in the dead ball era is hitting 20 home runs a season or even close.
1: Also why pitchers had crazy good numbers.
0: Exactly. Some of the greatest pitchers of all time came out of the dead ball era. So we're going to get into our dead ball era honorable mentions. Yes. My first honorable mention is going to go to Hall of Fame shortstop, Honus Wagner. Uh, He had a nice 20-year career, ending in 1917. He ended up finishing with a three twenty eight career batting average. Ended up 8th all-time on the hits list, 10th all-time in doubles, 3rd all-time in triples, 10th all-time in stolen bases, 10th all-time in war. Yeah. He's, he's just a top 10 guy. Now, like I said, I don't think this guy's the greatest of all time, but he's almost top 10 in all major offensive categories. Crazy. Except for home runs, obviously, like we said, not very many home runs. But if you were to put his numbers on 162 game average, he's batting 328, 391 on base percentage, 6 home runs, 37 doubles, 15 triples, 100 RBIs, 42 stolen bases, and he's only striking out 56 times in a 162-game season.
1: My question is, what were these guys made of back then? Like, every single one of these guys, we're going to get into it deeper, every single one of these guys from the dead ball era played, like, 20 to 25 years. What were these dudes made out of? Like, just straight-up steel. I, I just, I to me, it's crazy because you see guys now, their careers just get completely derailed because of injury. What I, I'm wondering is... Why guys back then were able to play 23 seasons? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point that you point that out. There's a reason that
1: they're top five in everything, it's because guys now play on average like seven years.
0: That's very true. And like, one of the things you got to point out with pitchers is we're going to get into some pitchers' numbers. Yeah. And you're going to see like how many complete games they're throwing. And it's like (laughs) pitchers like maybe throw three complete games in their career now, it seems like. Yeah,
1: no, but they used to throw like like i'd say they like some teams would just have one pitcher, who just pitch every game. Exactly. It's like what what?
0: And you know, like right now we have Shohei Ohtani with the Angels. Yeah. Granted he hasn't played much because of injury, but he's this big deal because he's a two-way star. Very every pitcher back then was a two-way star. Everybody. So,
1: like if you could pit, if you pitched, you better learn how to hit. They didn't have a DH back then. Exactly. So,
0: now uh speaking of pitchers, we're going to get into my second honorable mention. Walter Johnson. Okay. Walter Johnson also, like Kent said, 20-year career. 20 years. 417 and 279 win-loss record. Oh. Second all, Second all-time in wins, by the way. Uh, he compiled a 217 ERA, and he had 3,509 strikeouts, which was, was first all-time until the 1980s. Who broke it? I couldn't tell you who broke it in the 80s. What
1: was it... I'm wondering who it was. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I should have researched that one, no, honestly. No, you're good.
0: But a 1.061 whip, which is walks plus hits per innings pitched, 12th all-time in ERA. 11th all-time in whip. He's 9th all-time in strikeouts now. And as we were talking about complete games, he's 5th all-time in complete games. And he had 531 of them. What? That's only good enough for 5th all-time, Ken. What?
1: I did- this Deadball Era is, is still one of the most interesting eras of baseball ever to me because you have guys that are pitching like a thousand complete games. Yeah, can we get one from a pitcher now in their career? Like, can one young guy even pitch a complete game? It's crazy how sheltered our pitchers are now compared to back then.
0: But we th- we th- exactly, and we think the five hundred thirty one complete games is crazy. But get this, yeah, he's first all time. With 110 complete game shutouts. Oh my God. 110 games, he pitched nine innings and did not give up a single run.
1: That's disgusting. That is amazing.
0: Half the pitchers nowadays can't pitch three innings without giving a run.
1: No, like you could do two without giving up a run. I mean, it's a live, live ball era now, <laughs> as Matt Gregory would say.
0: Exactly. He's won the pitching triple crown, which means you lead in uh, wins, ERA, and strikeouts in a single season. He's won it three times. Only 39 pitchers have won the Triple Crown, and he's won it three times. And he's second all-time in career war with 164.5, Wow, which is insane. He is arguably one of the greatest pitchers who has ever played the game. Some people argue him as the best pitcher ever. Um, I'm going to argue our next guy as the greatest pitcher. But anything else you want to add on Walter Johnson?
1: Walter Johnson, if he pitched today, my question is, would he be good? My question for... All of these dead ball guys—is how what was their velocity? How fast did they throw? Are these guys out there throwing seventy? Is that why they could throw so many innings? Like my question will always be: How good would, would a player from the dead ball era or any era up until you know maybe the '70s or '80s? How good would they be in the modern era? It feels like humans have gotten bigger and stronger since a hundred years ago. And I would just wonder would those athletes stand up in our game today, It's my question.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. He's definitely not throwing five hundred and thirty-one complete games today. Um, no, he's not. Now, granted, could he throw complete games? I'm sure he could throw some. But obviously he's his ERA is gonna be much higher because Better hitters, yeah. Guys actually hit home runs now. Yep. Uh, which he didn't have to deal with. Well he threw a softball back then. Exactly. The question is you touch a baseball now and be like,
1: what the hell is this?
0: Exactly. So, you know? uh, granted, we don't really know. He did his career did go into the live ball era, yeah. where home runs popped off. Yeah. So that's and that's ERS a state good. That's a good question. Yeah. I I don't think he would have been as dominant, but I think based on his numbers and as you said, he still maintained a low ERA. Yeah. Uh, even playing seven years in the live ball era. Crazy. That he's probably still would have been one of the greater pitchers. Right. But uh, I'm gonna go next into my third and final honorable mention of this era. I'm going to go with the great Cy Young. He is not an award. The award is named after him, though. (laughs) So, he is... You thought the 417 wins from uh, Johnson was insane, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the number one all-time in wins is is Cy Young, and uh, do you want to take a guess of how many he had?
1: No, I don't even have any idea how close he is.
0: 511. Oh my goodness! He compiled a five hundred eleven and three hundred fifteen win loss record. Nearly a
1: hundred more than Johnson.
0: Exactly. Now, granted, he probably is. He's one of the top in lo- total losses as well. But oh, I believe it. But five hundred eleven wins is insane. Two sixty three ERA, twenty eight hundred and three strikeouts, which isn't as high, but it's still pretty high for that time, especially. Yeah. One point one three WHIP, and third all time in WAR with one hundred and sixty three point eight. So he was just. 0.7 behind Walter Johnson for second all-time. Yep. As we said before, first all-time in wins, and we thought Walter Johnson's complete games were crazy. Cy Young's first all-time in complete games, do you want to guess how much?
1: I'm going to say in the 700 ballpark.
0: 749 complete games. Oh my god. Uh, 76 shutouts, not as much as Johnson, but that's good enough for fourth all-time still. That is insane.
1: I can't even believe that. Like These numbers sound like my... Uh... Road to the show, it'll <laughs> MLB the show. Like, just disgusting. Like, oh, I had a 1.1 ERA over 6,000 career games. Like, dude, that's nuts. Does anybody understand that? <laughs> pitchers nowadays, the best pitchers, don't even have, like, a 2.5 ERA. Like, Clayton Kershaw's, like, 2014 year, what was he, 2? What was he, a 2.3? And he led the league. And he was the best in the league by far. It's crazy. DeGrom is down near 2.4 in his best years. These guys average for a career like 2-1 or 2-2.
0: Yeah, it's insane. And a 20-year career. That's crazy to me, bro. Now we're going to hop into, I think, the GOAT of the dead ball era. Yep. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. We're going to go with outfielder Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, 23-year career. Wow. First all-time in batting average, he hit three sixty six over 23 years. That's nuts. People aren't even hitting 366 over a season anymore. No,
1: you get, like, how many times do you guys even hit 366 before the All-Star break? And
0: and this guy did it for 23 years. That's crazy. Ninth all-time in on-base percentage with a .433 on-base percentage. Second all-time with hits. He's just one of two members in the 4,000-hit club. Wow. He's got 4,189. Ninth all-time in RBIs. Second all-time in runs. Fourth all-time in doubles. Second all-time in triples. He had 295 triples, almost 300. Oh, <laughs> That's insane. That's nuts. Fourth all-time in stolen bases, second all-time in singles, and sixth all-time with 151 war. But if you go and break it down specifically into offensive war, he is second all-time. He's also second all-time in assists and double plays turned by any outfielder in a 160-year history of the game. Oh my god.
1: This guy is a stud and a half.
0: Yeah. Wow. And not to mention, if you were to take his stats and stretch it to 162 game average, he would only strike out 36 times.
1: Over 162 games? Yep. Wow. And look how many walks he would have. He'd have a bunch of walks. That's a lot. A bunch of walks. That's a bunch yep. of walks compared to, you know, if he's, he's hitting 366. He's got a 433 on base percentage. And he's got 104 RBIs. Wow. This guy would be absolutely killing it. And. 48 stolen bases. Yeah. Jeez. This guy's just a complete player.
0: Exactly. The only thing they lacked was power, but nobody had power back then. Well, yeah,
1: because they hit a ball that didn't go more than probably 200 feet. Exactly. But
0: Ty Cobb is my guy for the dead ball era. I don't know if you have anyone uh, that you want to put.
1: I can't disagree with you. Um, I really think what we have to do is look back at that era and separate their numbers from now in terms of like, hey, yeah, he didn't hit thirty five home runs in a season, but that's because nobody did. And so you gotta look at his batting average, you gotta look at his stolen bases, you gotta look at his on base percentage, you gotta look at his batting average. That's how baseball used to be. I think analytics has really tricked us into only looking at like two or three key stats. Yep. This guy was a complete player and I love him.
0: Yep. Moving on to our next era, the live ball era. Kent, would you like to walk us through the live ball era a little yeah, bit? Yeah so
1: the live ball era began in nineteen twenty kind of as the dead ball era was wrapping up because a lot of several rule changes were being made in in the game that drastically boosted offensive stats. So as you can see, we talked about a bunch of pitchers in the dead ball era, because pitching was dominant in that era. This era saw some of the most dangerous hitters in the game, including the 1927 Yankees, Murderer's Row, who played during this generation. 20% of all of Hall of Famers in the MLB played in the live ball era, which lasted 19-20 to 1941. And, uh, you want to start it off with the honorable mentions of this era?
0: Yes. So, honorable mentions. Obviously, we could pretty much argue half of the 1927 Yankees I team. mean, really, at this point, it basically they, just says the Yankees. They team. had, uh, I believe, four of the Yankees players were in the top 20 of all-time war from the 1927 Rock. Sorry, not all-time, but in the live ball era. Yeah. From the 1927 Yankees. I believe it. Our first is going to be from that 1927 team. He had a nice 16-year career, Hall of Famer Lou Gehrig. This guy was a complete package. He could hit home runs, he could drive in lots of runs, he could steal bases. He was a real deal. Yep. He led the league in home runs and RBIs multiple seasons, and the other seasons he didn't lead in his career were usually his teammate who we'll get into a little bit later. Oh, we'll see. Then I'm going to go into Roger Hornsby. Rogers Hornsby was actually my—I was debating him as the GOAT of the era. Yeah. He was 12th all-time in war. And
1: second in batting average, right? That is
0: correct. All-time, second in batting average. So, another great player from this era. So, the third honorable mention of this generation is going to be Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox was one of the first members of the 500 home run club, put up over 2,500 hits, hit 325 of his career, and was a three-time MVP. Wow. So, he's a great player, but my goat of the live ball era and he's going to be up there as arguing for the greatest of all time period. Yep. Like we said, Lou Gehrig's teammate, the great Bambino Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, lovely 21-year career. 10th all-time with a 3.42 batting average. Wow. 2nd all-time with a 474 on-base percentage. 1st all-time with a 690 slugging. 1st all-time with a 1.164 on-base plus slugging. Third all-time with 714 home runs, which he led for 39 years, by the way, all-time. Crazy. Second all-time in RBIs with 2,214. First all-time with 182.5 war, which is almost 24 points higher than the second all-time Walter Johnson. Third all-time in walks, and fourth all-time in runs scored.
1: This guy is a legend. Literally, if you talk baseball— Probably the first name that will come up for anybody that doesn't know baseball is, oh yeah, Babe Ruth. I know who Babe Ruth is. And whenever I think of Babe Ruth, it's not just the baseball fan of me, it's also I think of the Sandlot scene. I was thinking that too. Where they're going, the Sultan of SWAT. The The, Col- the Colossus of Clout. The Great Bambino. And I love that scene so much. And then he comes and talks to Benny the Jet in his dreams. And uh, then Benny the Jet ends up outrunning the beast and it's a legendary story. Babe Ruth, everything about him, legendary baseball. Benefited so much from this guy. The sport of baseball became what it is because Babe Ruth was so big. He was such a global star in baseball and just people loved him so much. Even playing for the Yankees. I think this guy defined not not just an era, but a century of baseball.
0: I got to agree with you on that one. And like we were talking about in the uh, last era about these two-way players, Babe Ruth actually had an impressive 10-year pitching career. Crazy, yeah. We're not gonna get into those numbers because that's not what he's known for. He
1: also caused the curse of the Bambino. Let's talk about that for a second.
0: The curse of the Bambino. Why don't you take that one away, Ken?
1: Yeah. So uh, after the Red Sox traded him away, I believe they didn't win a World Series for what uh, ninety four years, I think. Um, and so a what, long time till two thousand four. It was a long, long time. So. As soon as they, the, the Red Sox traded him away to the Yankees, they did not win a World Series for a long time, and they called it the curse of the Bambino because as soon as they traded him, they were just you know so close, but yet so far, and everything just seemed to go wrong. It was similar to the Chicago Cubs' 108-year um, drought, but it was just a little bit shorter.
0: Exactly. Now, the integration era is our next era. Yeah. It gets his name because during this era is when the color barrier was finally broken, And we began to see African-American players playing in the major leagues. Now, the era lasted from 1942 to 1960. And the color barrier wasn't officially broken until 1947 by Jackie Robinson. My guy Jackie. Yes, sir. The greatest. But the era begins in 1942 due to many stars of the league going to serve in World War II. So replacement players just didn't have the stats. Yeah. And I personally don't believe that any player in this era played well enough to even be... Mentioned in the goat conversation, so we're just going to go through some honorable mentions in this time frame. Okay. First, I'm going to start off with Roy Campanella, legendary catcher. Ted Williams, Red Sox stand the man, usual over in St. Louis, I believe. Yes. Dodgers legend Sandy Koufax. My guy. Now, if this guy didn't have a elbow issues, he. Might have gone on to be one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Definitely one of the greatest lefties.
1: Only pitched 11 years. If he pitches more like 20 to 24, I think he's the greatest pitcher of all time.
0: Yeah, he's definitely up there. Definitely still considered one of the greatest lefties of all time. Yes. Legendary Yankees catcher Yogi Berra. Legendary Yankees hitter Mickey Mantle. And I just want to talk a little about Warren Spann, who's an honorable mention. Now... He was a Cy Young, 17-time All-Star, 3-time ERA title. He is actually regarded as one of the greatest left-handed pitches in MLB history. And some people will call him the greatest left-handed pitcher of MLB history. He's
1: got a good argument for it.
0: He does. And then we also have legendary pitcher Whitey Ford, Cy Young winner, 10-time All-Star, World Series MVP. So those round out my honorable mentions of the integration era. Yeah. Again, none of them had the stats in my opinion to be mentioned in the goat argument Warren Spann, like like I said he was considered one of the greatest lefties but he had a career ERA over 3 yeah I just don't think pitching was really that big then so in that it's, era It's
1: a fair argument. I think that era was severely disrupted by World War 2. 100%. Like, Ted Williams went and fought World War 2. If he doesn't go fight in World War 2, there's arguments that he's the greatest baseball player ever. And so I think we we miss out on a lot of like of our best athletes. Number one, and not to be insensitive about it, some of them may have been killed over in, uh, in Europe or in uh, the fight in the Pacific, possibly, which is so tragic um, that they lost their lives for their country, but that we missed out on seeing them play a great baseball career. Um, so that's one of the things that I think makes this era a little bit harder to stomach, is that not just World War II, but you also have the Korean War starting in the 50s, which a lot of Americans fight, fought in as well. But yeah, I think this this era is a little disjointed because of those two wars, really mainly World War II and a little bit of Korea. But um, I think we miss out on a goat of that era. Really, my argument would probably be Ted Williams. Uh, but uh, you know, I'd have to do more research. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think every player we mentioned was had an amazing career, and probably definitely find themselves in the top one hundred. Yeah. I just can't. I can't put any of them way up there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I can't put him in a top top 15 player all-time Yeah, kind of rankings. But,
0: but, Kent, you want to get ahead in our next era of baseball? Yes,
1: the expansion era, and it's basically just exactly what it sounds like. So the expansion era gets its name from the expansion of the number of teams in the league. So it went from 16 to 24, as well as the expansion um, to larger markets, such as the movement of the Brooklyn Dodgers to our home city of L.A., LA, and La baby, the New York Giants moving to San Francisco. Boo, boo! Just a few years prior, so I think I thought they both moved at the same time. No, I
0: uh, by a few years prior, I mean like to the start of the era. Yeah. They both moved in '58. They did
1: both move in '58.
0: The era started start, in '61.
1: Start of a legendary rivalry. I mean, I'm sure they probably were already rivals in New York and Brooklyn because you know that rivalry is there. It really became the biggest rivalry, one of the biggest rivalries in baseball when it's San Francisco to L.A. L.A. people, were are not big fans of the Bay. Bay people, they're not big fans of L.A. It's fair. It's a fair argument. So, it is. Yeah, so you want to jump into a couple of your honorable mentions for this era?
0: Yes, my honorable mention, as much as I hate to say it, San Francisco Giants legend, Willie Mays. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he's He's an amazing player. Yeah. I, there's nothing bad you can say about him. No legend, except for the fact that he played in the Bay Area. <laughs> um, my next is going to be Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Pete Rose obviously is the all-time hits leader in the MLB. Yeah, he's one of the has some of the best offensive stats in MLB history. Obviously, he's banned from the Hall of Fame and the game of baseball because he did some betting on some of his games. Yep. which you know what. That's not cool, but I think you, the guy led. He has the most hits in all time yeah. history. Nobody active player, no active player is even close. Like
1: Alex, where do you stand on him not being allowed in the uh, Hall of Fame? He
0: should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: I, I, personally, my argument is, I think he should be in. What is yours? Like, do you think? A hundred
0: percent, he should be in. He actually, fun fact, he does live in Santa Clarita, where I do live. Let's go. Yeah, he he, he, he met guys. someone and married him out her out there. At what Pete. So I actually have met him. But I, I agree, he should a hundred percent be in the Hall of Fame. There's no reason to be kept in, for him to be kept out. Yeah. I mean, if we're debating on guys who took steroids to be in the Hall of Fame, this guy should a hundred percent be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed.
1: There's no way a steroid era player should be in if this guy can't get in.
0: Exactly. Now, another honorable mention: Juan Mar- uh, Marischal. Then, obviously, Bob Gibson, two-time Cy Young MVP, nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series MVP. And then, Jim Palmer, also an honorable mention. He was a three-time Cy Young Award winner, six-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner, and two-time ERA title winner. Now, just a little side note. I just want to say I actually am related to Jim Palmer. That's He Hall of Famer.
1: That's legendary. I'm not surprised at all with your baseball skills.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ken. uh, Yeah, so he's actually... He gets his name Palmer from he was uh he joined our family via adoption. So my great great grandfather's cousin, I believe, was his father. That's dope. So
1: that's really cool. <laughs> There's a long
0: extension. I actually have I reached out to him like several years ago, and I got to talk to him for a little. So that's pretty cool. Honorable mention there, but my goat of the expansion era, my boy, Atlanta Brave Legend Hank Aaron.
1: Hank Aaron.
0: Hank Aaron had a nice twenty-two year career from nineteen fifty-four to nineteen seventy-six. Yep. Three hundred five career batting average, three seventy-four in base percentage, second all time in home runs. He was the guy to break Babe Ruth's record with seven hundred fifty-five home runs. First all time in RBIs, he had two thousand two hundred ninety-seven RBIs. That's Ken. crazy,
1: dude. That is <laughs> off the charts.
0: Third time, third all time in hits. So he's the highest member on the all-time hit list to not be in the 4,000s, 7th uh, all-time war, and he has more extra base hits in his career than anybody in Major League history. Yeah. So, Hank Aaron is also up there for my greatest of all time, but he's 100% greatest of all time in the expansion era.
1: I Just to speak on Hank Aaron and what he means to me, I watched a video a few years ago, and I, I watch it actually on a regular basis now, of him hitting the you know, the home run to beat Babe Ruth yep. to take the lead. And uh Vince Scully, my favorite broadcaster of all time, the you know, longtime Dodger broadcaster, is broadcasting the game and they're playing in Atlanta. Um, which not to get into any kind of political thing, but at the time it was mostly a white audience and he's a African American player, and he hits that home run and the entire stadium is on their feet. Absolutely and, like standing ovation yep. for him. And I think that was just so powerful of like this, you know mostly white audiences clapping for this this man that it seems like at this time there's just so much racial tension going on. And seeing that um, really like spoke to me in terms of what sports do in terms of bringing us together instead of pulling us apart. And that's why I love sports so much is that moment actually gets me kind of emotional. It's like, hey, this is bigger than baseball. This is like, or I guess it's not bigger than baseball. Baseball is bigger than... All the, the the terrible things we saw going on in our country at that in that time of civil unrest. And I just thought it was really powerful. So yeah, hundred yeah.
0: percent. And not only were people standing that the, the uh, his video is famous for the two people actually running onto the field yeah. and rounding third base with him. With
1: him, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. It's just that moment is so powerful, and I I can't say enough about Hank Aaron as a player and. I think he should still be counted as the first all-time because Barry Bonds is steroid. So
0: uh, We'll get into Barry we'll, we'll talk a little bit a second, later.
1: But Hank Aaron, to me, is one of the greatest players of all time.
0: I agree with you on that. Now we're going to jump into our free agency era. Yeah. Free agency era. It's the concussion speaking, Ken.
1: Concussion era. <laughs> <laughs> That's every era, man. That's mis- yeah, really. So
0: uh, free agency began became really big during this time, so 1977 to 1993. And like the game now, one player's free agency contract now has the power to influence the entire market for other athletes. Yeah. So if one guy gets paid big, everyone's contract values are going up. My honorable mentions, we're gonna go with Cal Ripken Jr. Obviously, he's the longest streak of games played consecutively. Like, the guy was just a monster. A t- a tank, tank right? exactly, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's a tank. Ricky Henderson, one of the all-time stolen base leaders in the game. Steve Carlton, four-time Cy Young, 10-time All-Star, Triple Crown, all that stuff. Tom Seaver, one of the greatest pitchers, three-time Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, 12-time All-Star. And Mr. Padre Tony Gwynn.
1: Tony Gwynn, legend, man.
0: One of the best offensive players of this time. Huge fan of Tony Gwynn. But my GOAT of this era has to be the legendary Nolan Ryan.
1: Legend, man. Nolan Ryan's different.
0: He is built different. 27-year career. 324 to 292 win-loss record. 319 ERA. But here's where we get him. First all-time in strikeouts with 5,714. 1.247 whip. His 6.55 hits per nine innings allowed was the fifth lowest in MLB history. Wow. He had 61 shutouts, which is good enough for seventh all-time. First all-time in no-hitters with seven. Now, that's insane. Uh, The closest... I believe is three after that by one pitcher, mm-hmm. but he's tied for first all time as well with the most one hitters, and he had twelve of those. Crazy. So he he flirted with twelve no hitters. He was
1: literally that close.
0: And two of those no nos were lost, by the way, with one inning with one out, excuse me, in the ninth inning. Oh my god! So he was two outs away two other times. Crazy. Uh, interesting enough, despite being an eight-time All-Star and two-time ERA title winner, yeah. he actually never won a Cy Young or MVP award.
1: I think that's actually the biggest crime of that era is that that man never won a Cy Young. Like, literally, uh, there's arguments. A lot of my friends make the argument that he's the greatest pitcher ever. How do you have no Cy Youngs?
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to get into that. It's now, crazy. I actually, until I was doing my research, I didn't know he had never won a Cy Young. But what i found is that the reason and the highest he ever finished was second in Cy Young and 14th in MVP w- voting. By the way, that's crazy. I the reason why I think he never won the Cy Young is because he also walked the most batters in MLB history. Yeah, which is probably what contributed to his high ERA. Yeah, because his guys got the fifth lowest uh, hits per nine allowed, and he leads the le- league all time in strikeouts. So. I think the walks is what affected his ERA and the reason why he never got a Cy Young.
1: Well, his whip is only at, what, 1.25? It's not like it was super high. Obviously, it's a little higher than a a couple of the grades we mentioned from previous eras. But a 1.25 whip is still phenomenal.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: uh, I get the argument there, but he should have had at least one Cy Young.
0: Exactly. I got to agree with you there. But moving on into our steroid era.
1: Yeah steroid era. So our steroid era is pretty self-explanatory. So a huge increase in band performance enhancing drugs were used by athletes. So this is really a frustrating era of baseball for me. You know, looking at the history of this, I, I have a, I have trouble saying anybody from this era is the GOAT. But you had guys like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, um, you know, the McGuire and Sosa home run race. Uh, both of them were on roids the whole time. And um, they had that 90, so yeah that 97 home run race. And they they were using it to get swole. It was not, it was not for anything else. They used it to get swole so they could hit major dingers. My question is what would these players have been without Royds? You want to get into your honorable mentions?
0: Yeah, and I just want to mention, by the way, that 97 home race, home run race, Sosa ended up with 66, and Maguire had 70 home runs that season. Crazy. But yeah, my honorable mentions, we have a lot of them, so I'm just gonna name off real quick. Roger Clemens. Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, John Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, and the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., who some people argue to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. I do not put him there, but I do agree he's one of the greatest of this generation. I actually have two go to this era. Now, Ken's not going to like one of them. Oh, boy. This is a little controversial. Despite his steroid use, I'm going to actually put Barry Bonds Whoa, up there. I hate it. And the reason why is because... Before he used banned substances he was still hitting home runs now granted He probably hit a little more because of them, but you also have to look at some of his stats like His walks and stuff that has nothing to do with being strong He still has one of the
1: his walks were a byproduct of how many home runs he hit because of the steroids He took nobody would be intentionally walking him like that if he wasn't um, You know that freaking jacked up on roids. think about this I will give you this. Before he started really getting into steroids, Barry Bonds was an MVP in Pittsburgh. And that Pittsburgh team was really good. Because Barry Bonds' dad played in the MLB. He had the talent in his genes. He was a great player. He didn't need to do roids. He did it so that he could start hitting 70 home runs in a year.
0: Well, we're just going to jump into some of his stats. 298 batting average. 444 on base percentage, which is good enough for six all time. Yeah. He is first all-time in home runs with 762, fifth all-time in slugging percentage, fourth all-time in on-base percentage, third all-time in runs scored, first all-time in walks, sixth all-time in RBIs, third all-time in war, not to mention seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, 12-time Silver Slugger, and eight-time Gold Glove winner.
1: That's seven MVPs. is crazy.
0: One of the most dangerous hitters in the game by far and is one of the greatest of all times. He has been walked 368 more times than the number two leader in walks, Ricky Henderson, and his 688 intentional walks is 376 more than Albert Pujols, who has the second most intentional walks all time.
1: That's pr- I will say that's pretty crazy.
0: So I do I think he used roy's obviously. He do I think it was smart? Yeah, he did. I don't know why I said I think. I was in between thoughts. I
1: was going to say, the men said that he used yeah. steroids and everybody outed him for it, just like they outed Alex Rodriguez. Exactly. You know?
0: Granted, his numbers wouldn't have been that as high without the, the steroid use. I think they still would have been pretty high and he still would have been one of the best all time. I still would argue for Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame.
1: Okay, I, I get that. Ken Griffey Jr., I think, never used steroids. Agreed. I believe that is correct. Ken Griffey Jr., to me is the GOAT hitter of the era because of he didn't use steroids while everybody else was and that's why I have major respect for him. He didn't use steroids during an era where everybody did. And Fair I enough. Hate, I hate that whole steroid era because of that. And that's why Ken Griffey Jr. stands out to me. But I can see the argument for Bonds. There's an argument that Bonds is the greatest player of all time, but he's always gonna have that stain on his resume and I hope he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame because of the amount of steroids he used and there's no hate towards the man. I just have no respect for somebody who cheats the game like that.
0: Fair enough. So Now, my co uh, goat of the era, yep. I'm gonna go with Randy Johnson, big Randy. the big unit baby.. Yep. So the big unit stood in at a massive six foot ten and could hit up to 102 miles per hour on the. Radar crazy, gun. Dude. One of the most intimidating pitchers we've seen in the last 30 years and arguably of all time. if staring down a six foot 10 beast that can clock triple digits isn't scary enough, Y'all should go watch the video of him throwing 100 hundred miles per hour and ending an innocent bird's life. The, video, bird, the bird exploded on impact.
1: I, that's still the craziest video because you can see the bird just flying like, oh yeah, just chilling here and then just bam. Like, yeah. how fast was this man throwing? That's just Triple nuts. Digits. Like, that's just nuts to me that he just blew up a
0: bird. Yeah, poor bird just was Jeez, wrong man. place, wrong time. Uh, but he was just so dominant, and why I think I would put him as one of the top pitchers in the steroid era. His three twenty nine ERA was a little high, but of course you got steroids, so you got guys hitting fifty plus home runs a season. Yeah. Three hundred and three wins, one hundred sixty six losses. Second all time in strikeouts with four thousand eight hundred seventy five. Wow. One point one seven WHIP, one hundred one point one WAR, which is ninth all time for pitchers. His ten point six strikeouts per nine innings is fourth all time. He had five Cy Young wins. Sorry, excuse me. He won five Cy Young awards, yep. ten All Stars, yeah, ten, ten time All Star. Yep. Yep. He won the pitching triple crown and was a World Series MVP. Yes, he was. So,
1: with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, sir. Love their organization and He still works for them now, so it's crazy. I actually, um, on I believe it was Fan Fest, one of the last days I worked for them before COVID hit. Um, I was walking around the office and I just saw Randy Johnson I'm walk jealous. by, and I almost fell over. I was like, "That is the big unit. He is a big unit. He's six ten, big unit. He is um, about as big as anyone I've ever seen, and he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, just very like smiling around the office and stuff. I only ever met him really once on that fan fest day, but what an unbelievable guy, unbelievable career.
0: Exactly. He's intimidating on the mound, but I actually heard he's one of the nicest guys out there.
1: Super nice. Love Randy Johnson.
0: Now, we're going to get into our last era, the post-steroid era, yep. which is 2006 to present day. I love it. Um, That's our era. That is our era. That's
1: what baseball that me and Alex got into.
0: Exactly. Now, I I can't argue anyone for the GOAT in this era.
1: Who is your GOAT of our era? Or, no, give me your honorable mentions first, well, Alex.
0: Honorable mentions, I just I wrote down Albert Pujols, Big Poppy David Ortiz, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, and as much as I was hating on him, I like I said I do think Mike Trout is one of the greater players 2010 to now. Yep. So, I did include him. Yes. I'm going to put Albert Pujols as the greatest of this era right now I'll because probably he's just, he's up there in and walks, he's up there in home runs. I believe he has like 650 home runs. Yeah. So I believe that's fifth all-time maybe. Uh he's up there in RBIs, second all-time I believe. He he's just up there offensively and I know he's kind of fallen off since he joined the Angels. Yeah. But his numbers are just insane and he still put up 590 plus RBI seasons with the Angels and he's been there for 10 years. Yeah. So He's definitely the best active player, in my opinion. And I, I think since 2006, I'm going to put him as the best currently.
1: My question is, how much does playoff success have to do with um, their standing all-time? Because if we're talking Trout, there is no playoff success. He has one hit in the playoffs, ever one appearance. Um, he's played like three games, and they got basically swept by the Royals, who went on to make the World Series. My question is, is how much do we play the playoff success into this, because if we're talking about regular season, I think Clayton Kershaw is by far the best, like, one of the best players in this generation. you we're talking about playoff success, then he falls off a little bit, right? Um, Justin Verlander obviously falls off in the playoffs, but now they both have a ring. Trout does not have a ring. Pujols does. Pujols is just an unbelievable player. When he was in St. Louis, MVP discussion basically every year. So, for me, he's probably the best active player right now, the best player of our generation, Obviously, kids that are closer to you know the 15, 16 age didn't get to see him when he was on top when they were winning the World Series in, what, was it 2011? Yep, in St. Louis. St. Louis. The man was unstoppable, just an unbelievable player. And I think, to me, he's probably the best player of our generation. Obviously, I think Trout has a chance to get there. But he's only played, you know, he's played less years, has less on his resume. We'll see how it goes. I think our generation is looking at some great players that are coming up, and I'm really looking forward to it. Fernando Tatis is coming up. We got Corey Seager. Um, obviously, that's my bias. Speaking, Mookie Betts, but Mookie Betts is coming up. Um, Christian Yelich. Yelich is unbelievable, man. Um, I think even somebody like a uh, what was his name? Yeah, even a guy like Juan Soto over in Washington already has had a phenomenal postseason where they won a World Series. Like Juan Soto, I think is going to be the best one of the best outfielders in our game for the next 10-15 years because he's he's a kid I love Juan Soto I love his game and we are blessed to have these young talents in our league that are already hitting like crazy playing great defense and I think baseball is in a good spot in a really good spot especially coming off a Dodger World Series win
0: 100% now you've gone through a good 45 minutes of baseball's slight history and the players playing in it yep now it is the time for us to announce who we personally think our greatest of all time is. Uh
1: oh, this is. Big. Are you ready, Ken? This is big time. You got to go first on this. I
0: will go first on this. Guys- Alrighty. Well, first off, I'm gonna put my number two guy first, just okay. just because I believe he deserves a shout out and to show how close he was. Okay. I'm I'm gonna put Babe Ruth at number two. Okay. Uh, obviously his home runs his OPS, he, he, his war, he is up there. And I think most people, or not most, but a lot of people are going to argue Baby Ruth this number one. Fair enough. But I'm going to give Ty Cobb the number one overall, the GOAT of baseball. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to do it is because 366 batting average over 23 years is just insane. And, you know, second all times in runs scored. Yep. Obviously, RBIs is a huge category, but to score... Twenty-two hundred and forty-five times is insane. Crazy. Uh, second all-time in hit. He's one of two players with four thousand hits. The other one, like we mentioned, Pete Rose, and he offensively second best all time behind Babe Ruth. But he's just—he was one of the top fielders as well, and that's where I think I'm gonna give him the edge. Yeah. He didn't have the power that Babe Ruth had, obviously, because home runs weren't hit in Ty Cobb's era, but. He's one of the best outfielders to play the game, and just offensively. The, the, the three sixty six average is really what does it for me, yeah. and his ability uh, to steal bases, and how many triples he's hit and doubles. He right. may not have hit home runs, but he was hitting a lot of extra base hits.
1: And to be fair, we'll, we'll say this again, nobody hit home runs back then.
0: Exactly. So, Ty Cobb is my number one overall.
1: Okay. I'm going to start with mine. My number two all-time is Hank Aaron so Hank Aaron to me I think had a huge impact on baseball in terms of how long he played he played for 22 years he beat Babe Ruth's record of home runs all time um, I just think Hank Aaron's career left such a long impact on the game um, really inspired a next generation of players who you know maybe thought hey baseball's not for me because I don't look a certain way Hank Aaron changed that man he was so impactful for the game and I just just so important to me um, in terms of baseball history, I love Hank Aaron. Um, you look at his numbers, he's, first in, uh, he's second in home runs after a cheater, Barry Bonds. He's first in RBIs. He's third in hits. Um, he's first in extra base hits. I just think Hank Aaron has such a complete resume, and I absolutely love him. But to get to my GOAT, it is the great Bambino, Babe Ruth. I think this might sound like a old-school argument. Maybe it's because I'm an old-school type person. Babe Ruth, there is... Too much that he did for the game, in terms of leaving a legacy, leaving a history as this like monumental, mythical figure, I think he's got to be the go. Uh, He was the first player to really just absolutely mash at the plate. You're coming off the, the dead ball era where nobody's hitting home runs. You get to Babe Ruth, who started playing in the dead ball era and finished in the live ball. Man, was mashing home runs. Absolutely a monster there in New York. I don't think you can, like, to me, you can't argue anybody that's better than him in terms of legacy, in terms of, like, gravitas, just of how big he was. That was a big at, word. At gravitas. That's a big word, man. You're gotta you going to have to look that one up, Alex. But uh, How do you spell that? Yeah, that's a good I'll tell you in a second. But, um, no, like, really, he set that home run record until Hank Aaron beat him. Um, he's first in, a, in a OBPS. He's first in slugging. He's second in on-base percentage. Um, he's first in war. Like there's nobody that you know gave more um, wins above replacement in their entire career than Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth to me is the goat.
0: Yeah, I I actually you know what I gotta say. First of all, I like your number two pick with Hank Aaron. Yeah. Hank Aaron was my number three, yes. and he was right on the edge. Yep. Uh, I between Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Ty Cobb, I think it's I awesome. kind of argued all of them in every all three positions. So. I really like your take, and I agree with you on the legacy part. Yeah. Yeah, Babe Ruth's legacy is definitely the biggest legacy the game has seen ever. So I, I like how you actually took that into consideration.
1: I think that has to do with being a player. Like you look at Michael Jordan in basketball; it's more than just basketball. His legacy—he got kids like basketball was like probably the fourth, third pop, most popular sport. He made basketball by far the second most popular sport because of his legacy and the shoes that he created, and just everything he did for basketball. I think Babe Ruth did the same for baseball. Kids gravitate towards Babe Ruth. You know, there's kids. We're living in 2020. There are still kids out playing with their friends who point out over the the center field wall like Babe Ruth did. That is a legacy that's never going to go away.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I I actually, I don't think his war will ever be broken. I think that will stand first all time forever. Forever, I agree. But... I I love your arguments, and 100% I love...
1: Well, Alex, big shout-out to you for doing all this research and all this preparation. Guys, go follow Alex on Instagram, at Alex underscore W underscore 42. This man is a beast when it comes to this podcast. Go give him some love for this. He absolutely put this together and did an amazing job. This has, I think, um, been a really fun ride, and I'm really looking forward to talking about the basketball go on our next episode. We're going to be talking about Michael Jordan. We're going to be talking about Kobe. We're going to be talking about LeBron. We'll see how it
0: goes. 100% looking forward to that. Now, we want to hear your guys' thoughts. Again, I know we did a poll, but we want to hear more about your takes on who the GOAT of baseball is. So send us your DMs and thoughts on B Squared Pod Instagram account. Other than that, Happy Hanukkah to all of those out there who celebrate.
1: Yep, yeah, and Happy Holidays to everybody. We love you guys. Whoever listens to this, we really appreciate it. Um, as we start to get off the ground with this podcast, really having a ton of fun um, and absolutely loving it. So thank you guys so much.
0: Other than that, be there or, or be B-squared. Square, baby.